Poo-Poo and the Dragons by C.S. Forrester. Chapter 11. One morning, Mrs. Theodosia Devereux, who lived across the road, telephoned to Poo-Poo's mother and said, "'Something terrible has happened. I have lost Marmaduke.' Marmaduke Prendergast Devereux was the name of Mrs. Devereux's baby son, who was only six months old, and who was doing his best to grow as long as his name. "'Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear,' said Mrs. Brown on the telephone, "'however did this happen?' "'I don't know,' said Theodosia. That is what Mrs. Brown called her, because she knew her very well, but we usually have to say something else. "'I left him in his baby carriage just outside the house, and when I came out he was gone.' "'What about the baby carriage?' asked Mrs. Brown. "'That was gone, too,' said Mrs. Devereux. "'Well,' said Mrs. Brown, "'if he took his baby carriage with him, he ought to be all right.' "'But supposing he's been kidnapped,' said Mrs. Devereux. "'I hadn't thought of that,' said Mrs. Brown. "'Have you telephoned the police?' "'I'll do that directly,' said Mrs. Devereux. "'And I'll go and talk to my husband while you telephone,' said Mrs. Brown.' So Mrs. Brown went along to her husband, and Mr. Brown sighed, and said, "'What is the trouble now? I suppose it's either dragons or little boys?' "'No, it isn't either,' said Mrs. Brown. "'This time it's a baby. Marmaduke is missing.' And Mrs. Brown told Mr. Brown everything that Mrs. Devereux had just told her, and ended up by saying how she had advised Mrs. Devereux to call the police." "'That's a pity,' said Mr. Brown, getting up out of his chair very hurriedly, and putting down his newspaper. "'It might have been just as well to have kept the police out of this, because I have my suspicions. Have you seen Ermintrude lately?' "'Now you come to mention it,' said Mrs. Brown. "'I haven't. Poo-Poo and Horatio are playing in the garden, but Ermintrude isn't there.' "'Just what I expected,' said Mr. Brown, very cross indeed. "'Didn't you know that in female dragons the maternal instinct is very highly developed? "'That means they just love children. "'Run and tell Mrs. Devereux quickly, and tell her not to telephone the police. "'I'll go and get the car out.' "'But when Mrs. But when Miss, <coughs> but when Mrs. Brown got through to Mrs. Devereux, "'she found that it was already too late, "'because Mrs. Devereux had already telephoned the police, "'and you know that once the police start on a case, "'especially to do with kidnapping, they never relax their hold.' So Mr. Brown and Mrs. Brown and Poo-Poo all jumped into the car, and the other dragon ran along behind them, and they tore around the streets looking for Ermintrude and the baby, who was not quite as long as his name, which I expect you remember. And after a little while they went round a corner, and there was Ermintrude, walking very proudly along the street, pushing the baby carriage in front of her, holding her head up very high, in the hope that everybody would think that Marmaduke Prendergast Devereux was her baby.' Marmaduke was sitting up in his carriage very pleased at having a dragon to take him out for a walk, and he was waving his rattle, and every now and then he would drop it over the side for Ermintrude to pick up, because it made him very proud to have a dragon picking up his rattle. And Ermintrude was very glad to pick it up, because that might make people think that he was her baby. And so they were both of them very pleased with each other, and when the automobile stopped beside them, and Mr. Brown jumped out of the car looking very angry, both Ermintrude and the baby were very disappointed. "'You're a naughty girl,' said Mrs. Brown to Ermintrude. "'You're easily the naughtiest dragon I've ever had anything to do with,' said Mr. Brown. And Ermintrude hung her head and dropped her ears and wrinkled up her nose because she was very disappointed and felt like crying. 
and Marmaduke took one look at Mr. Brown and threw his rattle away and started to yell as loudly as he could, which was very loudly indeed, and he would not stop even though Mrs. Brown patted him on the back and said, There, there, and joggled the baby carriage up and down. And the big tears came pouring out of Ermintrude's eyes, and Horatio came beside her and tried to be sympathetic and looked very sad, until at last Mr. Brown tore his hair and said, I've never seen a minute's happiness since I began to be plagued with all these dragons and little boys. And Mrs. Brown joggled the crying baby with one hand and stroked Ermintrude with the other and said, It's all your fault because you looked so cross. Because of course she took sides with Ermintrude because they both had the maternal instinct. And Poopoo took sides with Horatio, the way little boys and dragons always do help each other. And so there was Mr. Brown, left all alone in the argument. And just at that moment, around the corner of the street came a motorcycle, and that made Mr. Brown crosser than ever, and he said, There, you see, if you hadn't wasted all this time, we could have got away before the police came. So when the motorcycle stopped, and the policeman, his first name was Patrick, and I'll leave it to you to say what his second name was. "'got off the motorcycle and came towards them, "'Mr. Brown was in no mood to be trifled with. "'The policeman took out his pencil and notebook, "'and Mr. Brown said, quick as lightning, "'If you lick that pencil just once, "'I'll report you to the higher authorities.' "'And that was very disturbing to the policeman, "'and he stood with his pencil halfway up to his lips, "'so taken by surprise that he could not even say, "'What's all this?' as he had meant to say.' And if any one had thought that Marmaduke was yelling loudly because of Mr. Brown, he should just have heard him when he saw Policeman McGillicuddy. There never was such a din as he raised. So Mrs. Brown turned on Policeman McGillicuddy and said, "'Can't you see you're frightening the child?' And Poopoo said, "'Why are all your buttons undone?' Policeman McGillicuddy had been sitting in his shirt-sleeves when the telephone call came about the kidnapping, and he had jumped on his motorcycle without waiting to do his buttons up, and of course it is a terrible thing for a policeman to appear in public with his buttons undone. Now, Ermintrude, who did not understand at all what was going on, except that the policeman was frightening the baby, left off crying, and pushed in between the policeman and the baby carriage, looking very fierce, because of her maternal instinct, and Horatio pushed up alongside her to protect her, looking fiercer still, so that Policeman McGillicuddy felt very lonely and looked up and down the street for help, and to help himself think he was just going to lick his pencil when Mr. Brown said, "'Didn't I tell you not to do that?' So that he was not able to think at all, especially with Marmaduke, Prendergast, Devereux, making so much noise that not even a very clever man could think very much. But there was a very decided advantage about Marmaduke's crying, because his mother heard the noise as she was running distractedly about the streets, and she came flying around the corner. She caught up Marmaduke from the baby carriage and patted his back and said, There, there, just like Mrs. Brown, and then she said, Don't cry, Marmaduke, Mummy's here. And Mrs. Brown said, This big brute of a policeman has frightened the child. So that Mrs. Devereux turned on the policeman as well and said, It's a perfect disgrace. And then she said, "'Never mind, Marmaduke. Did the nasty old policeman frighten you?' Then she turned back to the policeman and said, "'I don't know what the world is coming to when policemen go about the streets frightening little children.' 
and she said a great many more things before the policeman could think of anything to say at all. I very much doubt if he could remember his own name, but of course you can. But at last he was able to say, I beg your pardon, madam, but didn't you telephone for me? And Mrs. Devereux said, Of course I telephoned, but I expected intelligent assistance, and not a great big brute like you. And by that time, Marmaduke's yells had changed to hiccups, and she put him back in his carriage and started to walk away very indignantly. And Mr. and Mrs. Brown and Poopoo got into the car and drove off, and the dragons went along the road very sedately, and it was not until they were all out of sight round the corner that the policeman began to recover his senses. And even then, what Mr. Brown had said about licking his pencil so disturbed him that he could find no pleasure in doing it now. And so he could not think of anything to do, and so he didn't do anything. And Ermintrude came alongside Mrs. Devereux as she pushed the baby carriage, and she looked so pleading that Mrs. Devereux let her push it. And Ermintrude walked along very proudly, hoping that people would think that Marmaduke, Prendergast, Devereux was really her baby. End of chapter 11. Read for you by Kara Schallenberg. www.kray.org. On Monday, July 29, 2013, in San Diego, California.